Hey guys, welcome to the Self-Evident Podcast. It is Saturday, 7 p.m. I'm Mike. We've got Massey. What's up? As always. So, a couple of things before we get started. Do not forget to go to 1776truth.store. Check out the shirts. Check out the hats. Check out the curriculum. Man, you've got everything you need in order to be able to show how proud you are to... I'm hearing stuff. I'm hearing noises. Anyways. Selfevidenttruth.com. Be sure to go on all of our social media platforms. Parlor, we've been kicking up dust on Parlor. Check it out, guys. Get signed up. You got all your favorite people on there. It's free speech. I'll say this once again. And actually, I heard on the radio one of the, the higher ups of Parlor talking about their policies of free speech. And it is strange to be able to not have to worry about getting shadow banned, having stuff clipped by the platform. Like, I can post what we need to post. Nobody's going to ban it. Nobody's going to get rid of us. So check it out. You'll you'll find it refreshing that you don't have to worry about somebody clicking censor on your post. And there's a ton there's a ton of platforms too that are coming out in defense of the free speech uh you know movement and, yeah. and we're seeing a lot of them pop up i like that guy ben swan you know he's got his own thing going on just a lot of different sources that you guys can check out and please 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 feel free to go like you said to our store go to the selfevidenttruth.com as well guys we got a lot of stuff going on here we're actually why we're in my my office office at the at the church is because we're actually redoing our whole podcast room mm-hmm. and so we got some really cool things coming up for that also our whole uh, speaking schedule starting back up uh, for 2021 which is stokey Stokey, very stokey. So, guys, check that out. Again, go online. Please be a part of what we're doing. If you guys want to sign up to be a torchbearer, please do. Share this with your friends as well. Tell us where you're from. Comment where you're at. And, guys, we got some really cool things uh, on, on the horizon. This is part two. This is part two of last part week's uh, last part week's uh, shenanigans. We're we're gonna have some fun here. We're gonna do what we need to do and give you information. Radio, <coughs> radio, radio, radio. <laughs> <laughs> there was something else that I wanted to cover before we get started, but I can't think of it. So I guess we'll just get started. Massey, are you ready? I'm. I'm I've always been ready to go. Man, let's shoo, do this. Shoo, you guys, shoo, right? Oh, shoo. I know what I was going to say. Right now, all of you watching, everybody that's watching, I want you to click share. I want you to share this. Let's do a share spam. Share this thing. Let's, let's see how many shares we can get in share a matter of thing. like two minutes. So that being said, let's get started. Are you ready for the news? Then we'll get into the big topics. The news. Slide number one. Pelosi calls for a standing <laughs> committee on presidential fitness. Oh, here we go. Right, right. Isn't that the pot calling the kettle? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It's like, we, we, yo. Can we have committees Yo. that are watching everybody else and all the committees will watch? Isn't the other this committees the person and- <laughs> that blamed the salon owner for her getting busted going into the salon without a mask? Oh, she totally trapped me, even though I called for the appointment. Isn't this the person that has a struggle finishing a coherent sentence? I'm not making fun of her. She's just old. Okay, legit. Who isn't, isn't this old at this I point? I mean, seriously. It, oh, my gosh. Go ahead. You start it off, man. Do your thing. Do All your right, thing. let's Do get into thing. this because we, we're probably going to make fun of this even more. They've decided that they need a commission of lawmakers which would help Congress and the vice president handle the 25th Amendment. Now, Pelosi said this. This is not about Trump, but he shows the need for us to create a process for future presidents. She also said... A president's fitness for office must be determined by science and facts. 
This legislation applies to future presidents. Notice she said applies to future presidents. With this bill, Congress upholds its responsibility to protect the Constitution and the people. I'm, I actually kind of wonder if she's telling a little bit of truth about this, and she's not necessarily really aiming this at Trump. Okay. Think about this. Okay. Notice Vice President is involved in this process. Biden gets in. Everybody knows Biden just does not have what it takes to last two weeks in the office. So what if this committee is getting set up? Notice with the vice president's help, they they get Biden in and then they decide, okay. But who determines fitness? That's what this committee is there for. Th- right? that's, but that's so, the, they, so that, then they can say, yeah, we just don't fit. feel you. Yeah, yeah, you're not yeah, going well. You know, who determines who's like mentally unfit? Uh-huh. Right? Who determines this? Like what board? Like, who made y'all the arbiters of mental health here? You know what I mean? When – I, and and hear what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not trying to demean those who do mental health. Yes, I believe in that. Friends that are in that field. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But when you're putting a look how well the government committees have done with this whole virus thing, <laughs> states opening. Oh, uh, look at the bills they pass. Look at the stimulus bills they pass. Right? Can't just say, hey, this is only for Corona. We got to vote ourselves in a a, a pay increase mm. and refund Planned Parenthood. Guys, listen. There was something to that. We defunded Planned Parenthood 60 million, but gave them 85 in a stimulus. Something wrong with something that, right? Iffy. So what, what I'm saying is when it's government-oriented, there's something wrong, dude. And always watch your six when government wants to do something new. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Tell me one thing they do that's efficient. One thing. If you can do that, I'll shut my mouth. But they don't do anything efficient. <laughs> it's really easy to be inefficient when you're playing with somebody else's money. Bingo. And one of the things that's interesting about this is the idea that the there is cooperation in specific work of the vice president. So it, it doesn't feel like it's a high percentage shot at Trump because unless they know something behind Pence that nobody else does, True. you know, that, that Pence is gunning for Trump's job or something, you know. I don't see that, but I know there are people who have that theory Dude. about him. But it feels more like a, okay, if Biden gets in, this is our way of getting him out and putting Harris in as president. This is They're, they're basically getting ready because they know Biden's not going to last the whole four years. No way. There's no way. There's, there's just no possible way. You know, and, and that's what this feels like. Because it, it, I know originally when they came out with it, it felt like, oh, they're going after Trump again. Um, I, I don't know that that's the aim of this. Now, maybe it's a win-win if they've got connections with Pence. Who knows? But, you know, I, that's such a low percentage chance. Bro, it's all like, right, but just think know? about it. Like, dude, you're... <laughs> I just said it. <laughs> you can't trust government, dude. Exactly. You can't. No, why are we leaving them as the arbiters of who's fit or not? Doesn't the ballot box do that? You would think. Doesn't the ballot box already do that? Yeah. Seriously. We need a committee for everything. Well, now, now they're going to need a committee on who's going to be the right person to be the person that does all the <laughs> mental health screening. Then they're going to need a committee to make sure that that dude does his job right, and then does his mm-hmm. word carry any weight according to law because he's not a lawmaker. So do you see what I'm, you see where we're going with this? Committees watching committees watching committees. Committees watching committees watching committees. And yeah. they're not lawmakers, but all of a sudden we take their word as gospel. Yeah. Fauci and, and all these guys who – they haven't gotten anything right, you know, on this just on the virus yeah. thing alone. And, and that gets back to the whole <clears throat> argument of, of regulation is regulations are written up by unelected bureaucrats. And that's one of the biggest arguments that the conservative side has against these people is 
you have unelected bureaucrats making regulations, which regulations have the same weight. Exactly, as law. dude. You know, so you have unelected people writing law. You don't represent me. I hired somebody else to do that job. Yeah, and, totally. And these this proliferation of committees it's just the growth of government right it, it just more people giving themselves more responsibility taking up more time um i i believe that the 25th amendment should be almost impossible to prove it it must be so hard to prove for <laughs> a good reason okay paul touche what? what does the ballot box say about the mental health of the voter <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point paul good check on that one buddy hey hey hat tip i got you buddy no it makes sense you're right and, and you know we and the bottom line is yes we do have the ballot box you know what let's go back to the let's go back to the foundations right yeah we're, we're talking about these things with people who don't even know the constitution and if they did they would follow it or they're just straight up in defiance of it, which I believe be. There's, they're just straight up a in, lot of that but they really don't know the constitution they don't really no. talk about it why everything is handled at this level not where the Constitution is. We're down here now. Here. <laughs> okay. This is going to make some Republicans mad. I'm not trying to, but just hear me out here. Look what he did to Obamacare. He took out that what, he, he, individual, individual mandate, mandate yeah. right? But he still kept Obamacare, <laughs> which is still unconstitutional for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Like, not going to deter me here because we got to get back to the level, right? But yes, look at Trump is saving our health care. It's not his to save. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's what's constitutional and what's not. You know what I mean? Like, that's where my mind always goes. Like, I'm not letting people pander to me as a voter. Yeah. And I've noticed something, dude. People have become single issue voters and single issue Christians. Ooh. Think about Ex this. Expand that. Go with that. Single issue voter. Oh, as long as he's pro-life, I'm good for him. Forget character. Forget any of that stuff. Forget past stuff. Forget how they've been voting unconstitutionally on some things. Because, hey, let's be honest. Trump's from doing a lot of EOs, and he has undone some things, right? Let's yeah. give him some credit. But there's it's been some things that I'm like, okay, bad. I question, right? Bad. I just question things. That's all because of the Constitution, say. But then Christians, too. Like, I'll serve God if. I'll serve God when. Instead of him just being holy. Instead of you being president because the Constitution gives you the authority to do that, and you yeah. only can operate in these perfumes, right? So in other words, I won't get a blessing from God until I... Or I won't go after that blessing until I see that God does. Or, you know what I mean? Or, I won't obey yeah. until I. Or the, the buffet-style Christianity. Exactly. You that's know, what I'm like, saying. Like, I, I just, I don't agree with that because I, I don't think that's that's today's culture. I hear that a lot from, from a certain group of Christians of, this isn't part of today's culture. We do that differently now. So I, I'm not going to, well, yeah. hold on. Now, if, if you believe that the Bible is the inerrant word of God, then you take all of it truth and, and you, you you try to figure out why it's there not exactly if it should be there or not 100 percent. so so with that we we do become single issue christians in this sense that we don't look at a man for what he does so like you have two sides of this pendulum right let's go as a christian let's go to the christianism for, for a minute we 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 have some christians that are voting for biden because they don't like trump's character for, forget yeah. the fact forget the fact and dude, th this dude believes in killing babies past the nine-month mark. He believes in murdering life. We'll vote for him because we don't like Trump's character. And then you have other people say, we're going to vote for Trump no matter what. That's scary. Yeah, It's just scary. And, and one of the things that, it, it, you know, like I was saying before we started was 
one of the things that concerns me about this whole process is that on the Democrat side, it's always kind of been the person over the country, right? Yeah, you're right. Not always, but right? in, in modern, modern presidential— the last 40 years, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah 40 yeah, years. Yeah, it's been more about the person, you know, whereas conservatives, Republicans have, have for the most part, tried to be more about the country. And what I feel shifting now is it's it's about Trump more than the country. Yeah, now, you just be- talked about this morning. Yeah, yeah. Not for everybody, but not, for, yeah. for, for a lot of the base, yes. Because and, – and I understand what's going on because they feel that the man can save the country. So they're, they're getting full yeah. force behind the man. Let's not lose vision, though, of why we're fighting for what we're fighting for. Let's remember we're fighting for the the values and and the system of America of what it's supposed to represent. The man we hope will help defend those. Let's let's not get caught up in the man is the the great man and that's who we need to fight. No. We hold him to the fire as long as he's you know, we hold him to the fire no matter what, and we hope that he is going to defend the values of the country because those will far outlast him. Yeah, and, I, and yeah. Uh, to, to kind of just tag on to what you said, I don't even mind that you're saying, hey, I'm going to vote Republican because of Republican's sake, right? Yeah. That's cool. I get it. I understand it completely. I do. But if people aren't acting conservative in those parties, don't be beholden to a Republican because he's got an R. Yeah. Find another person who's going to hold to those values. That's what happens. We got exactly. tons of things that have happened under Republican uh led Congress and Senate, man, that were still unconstitutional, even before Trump's time, mm-hmm. right? Still. And and it's like, we do this where it's like, we, we, we hold fast to a party line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not not the truth, not the Constitution, not not to a person's good character or good, like the long history of what that person stands for, that kind of thing. So I don't know. You know, what say you guys? Comment below. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Yep. Uh, so that... Keep an eye on that, the whole 25th Amendment thing. Uh, no, I'm, seriously. I'm interested to see I'm, And what I'd goes really like to hear that. what you guys think about Pelosi saying all this stuff. I yeah. have my opinions. I just don't think government can do anything efficient. No. <laughs> I still have yet to see it. They and, just don't. They don't operate anything efficiently. Leave it to the private sector, dude. If we would just leave it alone, right, and let the people decide. Like, the bottom line is because is of ill-education. So, look, Government get, government takes control of education, and, and it's paid for by the government when people default. So then those colleges and those high schools start to turn out people who are liberal, right? And then they hate the Constitution. Now they hate America flat out entirely because now they're saying that basically we just wanted to oppress black people because they were the only ones that were slaves. And so we came to America. We, uh, white people just hated people, so they enslaved the black people. Then they enslaved indigenous people. Those indigenous people were here first, right? Then America was built, blood bought. We have a constitution that still oppresses people because people aren't doing it right. And so liberal policies have been dominating over the last oh, almost 100 years now because we allowed the government to take over schools. And now we're saying that the government can do everything right. And when they, they, They've blown $22 trillion in the war on poverty. The war on drugs sucks. Just get out of the war of anything, okay? You guys stink at it. You shouldn't have a war on drugs or a war on poverty or anything like that. Let the Christian do that. Mm-hmm. Let the Christian go show the power of God to people, right? Every time they bring up an idea, it, I'm telling you, it's going to cost you more and it's going to suck and it's not going to work. Every plan that they've come out with sucks and it doesn't work. But, How much did they spend on the website for Obamacare? Oh, my goodness. It was billions. It w- did you know you could have set up a Wix website? <laughs> $9.99 a month? And the best part was that company got another contract right after that. <laughs> the thing wouldn't Good work. Night. They got another contract. Oh, and, and we're actually going to cover something where, like, this idea of once government starts instituting its 
its thoughts, its theories, its rules, its regulations, it starts controlling what you're allowed to think and do and say, right? But that comes a little bit later, so a little bait for you. Uh, let's go to the second story. Or Paul, you Paul, Paul, we do too. You know, oh. it's not the brash words. It's nothing to do. Notice I didn't say anything about his words. I didn't no, say anything no. like that. Look, I'm not looking to him for moral support. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> Trump is not my morality, okay? <laughs> like, trust me. But he has done more to stop government in a lot yeah. of ways. But yeah. in a lot of ways, too, government's grown under you know, the, the debt's grown. All these things. Just, it's, it's just, look, our job is to hold him to accountable. Don't hold him yeah. as a king. Hold him accountable. Yeah, he's the right guy for the right job. That's what you want, right? That's the, that's what and, we want, conservative. But we still have to hold his feet to the fire. Yeah. We still have to do our job as citizens. And let me let me put it this way, Massey. Who do you think you're voting for in November? I ain't telling you, Mass Private. <laughs> Biden all the way, baby. <laughs> Biden Harris. Thank you. That was a self-evident <laughs> podcast. Everybody have a good night. <laughs> You'll see me on another channel. <laughs> I'm starting my own <laughs> podcast next week. No, man. I mean, look, if, if, if I'm going to be honest with you, it took me a while, but I'm going to vote yeah. for Trump and, yeah. and, and I'm going to make this public now. I, I didn't make it public before. And there's a reason for that. We're at a level in this country that people are ignorant to. You know, most conservatives want to be constitutional, mm -hmm. but I think they're starting to realize they can't do this anymore. Like they have to tell the Republican line or the other guy's going to get in. So yeah. they want to be constitutional and conservative, but we're so far past that line. We've got to rein it all back in. Right. So my job isn't to just vote for Trump for the sake of Trump. My job is to say, OK, if we can get someone in there who's at least trying to stop something by the grace of God, I hope I'm right. Yeah. You know what I mean, my duty then is to go out and but I ain't going to go show up at every Republican Party holding Trump flags. My job is to hold him accountable because he's not my king. And and the the beauty of of what we feel we have to do is we're we're expanding the knowledge for people who do support Trump, so that way they can help keep him accountable. Because I feel like he is a person who who pays attention to this stuff, and is trying to do the best for America. So if we can make the argument in mass of the Constitution and and reestablishing liberty is the best thing you can possibly do for America, I feel he's going to listen. Because I feel he's shown that over the past four years of he has a heart for America. And if you have a heart for the country, it's much easier to say, look, we do too. This is what we feel is going to be best because this is what produced such a great nation. Let's continue on that vein. Uh, and so it's not we don't like him. It's, hey, we, we like him. We see things that we think need to be corrected and improved. So, hey, we're going to suggest that. Instead of get him out, we need somebody new. That's that's not where we're at on this. So I, I hope we're heard properly on that. Um, um, there's a question here. And, and, sure. and, and um, <clears throat> who is it? Hey, Angela, thank you for the question. What are your thoughts on Joe Jorgensen and Libertarian Party? Um, the, the little bit of the, the little bit of commentary that I've done and Paul, maybe you can do. I don't know if you're watching still, but Paul, if you could comment on that, that'd be fantastic. Um, uh, here's what I'll say. I don't know much about her, but just walking through her issues, she's very sound constitutionally in a lot of ways. I don't know her issue on like uh, pro-life or anything like that. Um, I don't really see any of that on her thing because I've done this before. I just went back on her website a little bit. She's got an awesome stuff on government spending, new borrowing. She wants to cut that. Uh, she wants to use uh, civil asset forfeiture for criminal justice reform. So, all that stuff is right. I mean, that, that's that's all what we should do. Yes. And I used to be of that libertarian bent. I was like, and I still am. I'm very much more libertarian than I am conservative Republican, I guess. I guess I'm more constitutional. I, I don't even want to call myself a libertarian or a Republican or whatever. 
Um, but here's what I'll say. It's like the 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 and, and I know I'm gonna get because I used to say this too. I actually campaigned for Ron Paul twice. Uh, so I was out there banging the drum for Ron Paul. I thought Ron Paul was the best candidate of the time, and most people didn't see that. Uh, we they didn't see what we had, and I hope he's doing okay after his um, his spell that he just recently had. Uh, but with Joe Jorgensen, I I just don't see the Libertarians gaining any ground. It's so entrenched in a two party system that she just won't gain any ground. And I hear all this. I used to say this all the time. Well, we we got to keep uh, lobbying for the third party. True. And I'll continue to do that. And I'll continue to because I want to do a whole show on like who George Jorgensen is. Um, who's the person from the Constitution Party? I just had. I was going to vote for them. Uh, you know, so like I was I'm totally down for that stuff. Uh, it's just right now at, at this point, And I'm not saying she's bad at all. I, I just don't know enough about her uh, to, to give an answer. An yeah. What, what I've seen, I'm I'm. I'm I'm comfortable with most of, of what yeah, she's totally saying and, and what she's trying to put forward. Um, Bottom line is she's right. We got to get out of education. Yeah. We got to get out of healthcare. We got to get out of uh, 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 criminal. We got to we got to create real criminal justice reform. All that stuff. I you know uh, she's she she doesn't want she wants to be like Switzerland in a sense where it's like we're on our own like we're, we're sovereign we're a sovereign power. You know what I mean? All this stuff. I love that stuff. I really really do. So. We're just so entrenched in a system that just won't allow her to run properly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But thank you for that question, and I hope I answered it. But you know what? I'll, we'll do a show on each candidate yeah. for let's, the parties, and let's see we'll, if we we'll, can find. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and it's tough because I was I was really going to go for the Constitution Party. I really like him a, a yeah. lot. Um, you know, it just is where you're at, right? You know, and and most of my friends that I know, it's it was a tough battle for me. Anybody that knows me, man, I was like, I just can't vote for him. Yeah. I can't vote for Trump. I can't. I can't. I can't. Um, and it's, you know, it's uh, the first time I feel like I'm not compromising. I'm not, I have to move the, I have to teach the constitution, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I remember in 2016, you and I had a lot of discussions about what are we going to do? What what are we, and and both of us like held our nose on that whole thing. Um, so it's, which is good. I'd I'd rather have people, you know, weighing things out, being skeptical. Angela, what do you think about her? Comment um, below. Question. Uh, comment. Comment below. What do you think about her? Could you Could you tell us? And then we'll go from so, there. But I, yeah. I'm gonna, you know, just because of that, I'm gonna do a show on all the candidates that are running Green Party, all these things, and tell you their platforms and where they are constitutionally. Um, did you want to do topic two or go ahead? To yeah, change? go ahead. Okay. So topic two, slide number two. Keith Olbermann calls for prosecuting and convicting Trump supporters. Now, it, I debate whether to even put this into the whole thing because it's it's kind of one of those like. Clickbait, gotcha moments. Like, of course, people are going to be crazy when they're they're in media. People are going to say things, but I, I want to keep a finger on the pulse of the attitude towards the Trump supporter, yeah, towards yeah. the the conservative, and that's what caught me about this because he said, "So let us brace ourselves. The task is twofold. The terrorist Trump must be defeated, must be destroyed." must be devoured at the ballot box. And then he and his enablers and his supporters and his collaborators and the Mike Lees, Mike Lee brought up, William Barr brought up, Sean Hannity, Mike Pence, Rudy Giuliani, Kyle Rittenhouse, the Amy Coney Barrett's must be, notice Amy Coney Barrett's brought into this, must be prosecuted and convicted and removed from our society (laughs) while we try to rebuild it and to rebuild the world Trump has destroyed by turning it over to a virus. You know, it's funny, dude. I, I I remember when people came out against Obama about this kind of stuff. He should leave the country. He's not from here, Hawaii, yeah. you know, or whatever. He wasn't. And how much flack 
they caught, which is true. Yeah. You shouldn't dispar. Look, I, I don't know if he was born in a different country. Like they, they say that stuff. Look, I, I didn't do enough homework on it to dig into it. You know why? Because to me, it's a non-issue. He's in the office. We should hold him what is constitutional, right? No. So I didn't do any research. I know I'm going to get yelled at. So I didn't do any homework on that stuff because to me, it was like, it's a distraction. It's a distraction. Be careful. But now you have the other side doing it where it's like they're coming up. And I'm not a Trump apologist here, okay? But you put us in a corner of like, you know what? Seriously, like what in your mind says go after the dude and his supporters? Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of people that watch you, Keith, that are probably Trump supporters. A lot yeah. of people that I know that are conservative watch people like, um, what's his name? HBO. Comedian, big nose. Oh, Bill Maher. Bill Maher, yeah. Funny guy. That's <laughs> not the nose thing that got to do. No, no, no. I, he's a funny dude. He's hilarious. Yeah, I think he's yeah, hilarious I, when he makes jokes. I, you know, all times stuff. where I've I watched agree this, with him. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I've watched this stuff all like, and you know, I'm a conservative. I'm not. I'm not a Trump guy, but I'm a conservative, right? And it's like, you, you're you're saying this about people that could be supporting you, mm-hmm. right? So you're just willing to shut off free speech because of this, or what he did for COVID. Listen to me, liberal, who's watching this. It's easy to armchair quarterback, isn't it? It's easy to sit here and armchair quarterback what you should do through a virus when you've never been through this yourself. You don't know. You don't have the clue on what you should do for a nation. Have you ever been attacked? Everybody. Look, I understand the whole 9-11 thing. I get it. I've done a lot of homework on it, read into the conspiracy theories, all that stuff. But can you imagine being attacked? What do you do? What do you do? You got 300 million people you're supposed to watch out for. It's easy to criticize somebody when you've never done it yourself. Right. And we've done that. We've become a nation of that. It's it's a nation full of criticism, right? Full of criticism, because now we have shows like American Idol and stuff. We'll sit here and nitpick people all day long, all day long, when all he was doing was trying to run a nation. I don't fault him at all for what he did. What was he supposed to do? I don't I don't think he did that poorly. He it, did. I mean, come on, dude. Especially because when when Biden administration comes out and says, oh, he completely ruined it. He completely did it wrong. Well, what would you guys do? Pretty much the same thing he did. You know, there, there was nothing out of the ordinary that they came up with that Trump administration hasn't been doing. So really, it's just a war of tribalism. What concerns me about the whole Oberman thing is this this attitude falls in line of a of an authoritarian attitude, right? And we're gonna we've got another news, a couple other news things where there's this authoritarian bent. Now everybody can say, "Oh, Trump's an authoritarian. Trump's a Nazi." When <laughs> when 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 has he put down such oppressive draconian laws against people? He's the one who said, "Look." I can't do anything about your riots until you ask me to come in. He's the one who said I'm not going to do a national mask mandate. He's the one who said I'm not. I'm not doing. I'm a not getting involved in states' down. rights. Like, yeah. I'm gonna let the states do what they want to so, do, right? Because it's that's what they're called to. But it's easy to sit here and nitpick the dude. Yeah, and and so what's going on here is like what concerns me is there's there is an attitude of moral righteousness that says. We need to crush the other side because they are evil and wicked. And I want to point this out to you, conservatives. Be very careful of not falling into that thought yeah, process. Dude. Go ahead. Sorry. Other side, the other side compared to you, most of those people want to do right. They just see it differently on how to do it right. Which is terrible. With, we completely disagree on how to do it. 
which means you have discussions and, and you educate and you vote and you do things that are within reason. Do not start to think, well, we need to get rid of the other side. Because honestly, both sides play a role in this whole game. And, and it's, that's a whole different discussion. But there is a value to both sides. Right? It, it, and there is. And, and, you know, again, I'm not trying to nitpick. I think it was... Okay, I'm just going to say this. You know how people, like, they made a big deal about Pelosi going into a, a, a salon. salon without a mask yeah. on. Dude, it's like, the worst part <laughs> is we don't care. Yeah, it's like, good for you. <laughs> Go, dude, get your hair done. Like, Whatever what, you want to do. You know, and, and, and she's right that they set her up and all that stuff. That sinks. They wanted their 15 minutes of fame. Whatever, right? But I didn't even make a big deal about it. I'm like, good for you. You know, yeah. hey, freedom. You know, that's your choice. Go for it. You know what yeah. I mean? But nobody knows how to handle stuff like this. This isn't easy. You know, yeah. do you send the country in a tailspin, shut down an economy because of a might be or a might could or should have would have? You don't know, right? You're the president no matter what. Dude, Kennedy said that about the Bay of Pigs. His brother said you're going to get attacked for this. Mm -hmm. Dude, they knew. Like, and nobody looks at John F. Kennedy as a terrible president, but they should not have gone. He even said we should not have done the Bay of Pigs. Yeah. But they did, and nobody faults him. It's tough to make those kind of decisions, dude. Yeah, when you when you have Russian missiles that are pointed at you that are, what, 50 miles off your coast? 50 miles off the coast. What do you do? You're in the middle of a Cold War. Like, your enemy is at your doorstep. What do you do? Especially if you have information that says... We're about to we got to do this. We we got to do something about this, right? So it, it's so easy to look, and, and especially easy. 2020. I'm not so comparing easy. anybody yeah. to anybody here. I'm just using it as yeah. an example, okay? So before and, anybody thinks I'm comparing him to John Kennedy, I'm not. I'm saying <laughs> li, li, it's it's look. This is why it's hard for me too to say things about a president unless yeah. they're straight up liberal, unless they're 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 really trying to be liberal themselves. Right. Where it's like they have an agenda. Right. To me, you see today where the I'm going to call it the left. Right. Because I don't believe all Democrats believe this because they, they don't. I, I know many of them that don't believe. Yeah. I have many Democrat friends that are like, hey, I don't like abortion, bro. Like, no. that's cool. I get it. I understand. But let's just go with this agenda. Right. And the right has an agenda, too. Like the, the, the far right. So you have a left who basically does not. They don't care about morality in a lot of ways. They just want what they want. Destroy the family. Dude, I'm telling you, this whole thing about teaching uh, 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 in books and stuff like that, an early age and, and sexuality, it's like, mm -hmm. get out of that stuff and leave it to the parents. That's all I'm saying. Leave it to the hands of the parents. If the parents can teach the kids what it, the school should teach you things that are like reading, writing, arithmetic. Yeah. Leave that alone. That's morality stuff that I need to do at home. Yeah. And now some of you will say, well, what if they only have a single parent? Well, so why don't we work on that then? Why don't we have programs where we can help these people in our cities? I'm not talking about a federal program. In our cities, like the church, like a synagogue, you know, those kind of things. Uh, after school programs for these kids. You know, we could talk about this, but not a school. Here, and here's a, a random thought that just came to mind. What if you got the, the government out of the idea of divorce as well as marriage? And so marriage and divorce were completely religious institution that they dealt with what would happen then right and this whole single family thing or single parent household thing it it has caused so much chaos in so many communities and one of these days i'm gonna do a teaching on some of the background agenda on all of that and it's not conspiracy theory it's laid out very well the evidence of like this wasn't just happenstance 
this this downgrade of morality was pushed forward for a reason. Um, but that's that's another story. I do want to get into the third topic because we got a lot to do and we're already at 730. Woo! So slide number three. New York updated restrictions and this sets off the Jewish community. So New York noticed an uptick in COVID positive cases. Sure. And so in nine districts, they decide we're going to lock back down. And several of those districts happen to be very uh, exclusive Orthodox Jew areas, communities, right? Because they weren't paying attention to lockdowns. They were like, no, 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 no. We're still going to synagogue. We're still going to go to schools. We're still going to have our business open. We don't care what you say. So, of course, Cuomo and de Blasio come out full force against these Jewish communities, and they're sick of it. Rightfully so. They were burning masks in the middle of the street. And protest. <laughs> yeah. Go. Good for you. Go. Do what you need to do to to stop this. <laughs> no, no, no. Explain our position on this whole thing, dude, because there's there's some people that are watching this that are of the liberal persuasion. And I really want to explain this. Listen, our position on this whole coronavirus thing is people say that there could have been two to three million. Fauci said there could be two to three million people dying. Mm-hmm. When you look at statistics and like I was watching the debate, the vice presidential debate, they asked some really crazy questions like how come Canada didn't get as many cases as we did? Well, first off, how many of those tests are false positive? How right. many of those were right or wrong? Because as soon as it tests positive, we count it as a part of the number to be tested positive yeah. for. We don't realize that could have been a wrong test. And we <clears throat> we by far are the number one in terms of testing. In yeah, numbers in terms of, of tests. In, in numbers of testing. Right. But second, has anybody talked about the fact that, I mean, just look at me. We have an obese nation, yeah. a very unhealthy nation, right? We don't talk about that. Like when we, I went to uh, Columbia, uh, you know, to um, Bogota. Yeah. I ate for a week, like four days straight, anything I wanted. And I didn't, I, I, I think I lost two pounds. Yeah. But this food here, I have to watch everything I put in. I think I'm down 15 or 16 pounds now. But it's like. I have to watch everything. I put. Our system here, everybody knows, especially if you're liberal, Monsanto's, these these big food giants. That's why everybody's going natural. That's why everybody's so crazy about sprouts coming, You know, which is great. I love shopping, and I like eating healthy. I, I just got into sauerkraut, and I used to live in a German area. You know what I mean? Like sour sauerkraut, like the real sauerkraut. All right, but I just started eating. I'm like, this stuff's pretty good, and I didn't know it was a probiotic. I didn't know that. You, you know, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, did you hear that? Subway, it was either a Scottish court or an Irish court ruled because they have a rule on what constitutes bread in terms of, of exports, imports, and all of that. And, uh, and the court ruled that Subway bread cannot be considered bread because its sugar content is too high, its percentage. And if, you, if, <laughs> if you've never interacted with breads from other countries, like our bread is <laughs> like dessert for other countries. Our bread is dangerous. <laughs> it it's is. got enriched white flour. There's something <laughs> it, enriched with uh, what? Bleached white flour? Uh, what? Uh, so, so, but the, the the questions they were asking were really off. She said, "Why why didn't Canada catch as so many cases as we did?" Well, didn't the CDC come out just like last month about not all the corona cases, coronavirus cases that were deaths were of coronavirus? They had pre-existing conditions. So we never say if a person has a heart condition, they catch the flu and die. They say, "Well, they died of the flu." No, they had heart disease. Yeah. You guy, know, it, guy crashes his motorcycle in Florida, and it's considered a, a corona. corona be, yeah. be, because he had COVID because, or whatever, right? Yeah, because he tested um, positive we, after. We have fact. some gentlemen coming, and, and I, this isn't. I'm not. I'm not being mean or anything. I'm not. Um, the, I think his mother or something passed away. She was 103, and she got COVID. They ruled her death for COVID. It's like, or she's just 103. Old age. 
Yeah. Or she's just old. You know, it's like, so like I, I had it, right? And yeah. I'm noticing the symptoms. I, I hair loss, man. I'm yeah. starting to lose a lot of my hair. Which a couple other people had that. And I'm scared to death because I would not look good bald. But I'm saying that these questions were formulated in such a way to put us on the defense when it's like, guys, we're not even close to the numbers we should have been. Not, because it's all it's yeah. all false positive testing and nobody yeah. even talks about that dude that like weren't we wrong dude we don't even know like our flu tests are only 60 percent accurate 50 to 60 percent so all of a sudden we create these tests out of nowhere because of covid and they're supposed to be just yeah. almighty a vaccine coming out we don't re- i mean it just it's crazy and it so new york's trying to do this with this when there's so many questions and, and we're basically nuking the economy in hopes that we can stave off it's such a a infectious um, virus, which it's like people are going to get one way or another on this thing. It, it, if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. It doesn't matter how long you lock down for. We're personally, I think we're just expanding the, the time length, but that's neither here nor there on this topic. This topic, you know, Politico reported. Despite the vows of defiance, de Blasio said he believes faith leaders will follow the rules. If they don't, he said the city is prepared to shut down houses of worship. I think you'll see overwhelmingly adherence to these rules. Yeah, because you're threatening huge fines <laughs> yeah. and shutting down yeah. places of worship. Yeah, uh, They went easy. on to warn there's, there will be no tolerance for violence after the Orthodox Jewish community held protests, including burning masks. That's funny because you sure tolerated violence from Black Lives Matter. But we're not going to tolerate from the Jewish community. Uh, this is important to pay attention to because obviously we as Christians, we've been watching what's happening with the churches, especially in California, New York, uh, Virginia. So we've been awoken to it a little bit. Awoken. And the Jewish community is starting to really feel that pressure and they have been, it just hasn't been in the news much. So I, I want to encourage you as Christians to pay attention to what's going on with the Jewish community, give them support. Um, if you can find a way to support them, do it. Yeah. Because they're fighting on this, just like MacArthur True. is in California. He's fighting this and we got to give support to those houses of worship. They're saying, no, 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 no. First amendment. You cannot take away my right to worship. Yeah, and if we if we don't if we don't support those places, what's next for you, right? Yeah. Because I mean, we could already see it with uh, MacArthur in California. We could see it, you know all these other people, the, the the churches that are being shut down, and you know it's like you see the the the, the houses of worship uh, go go to the synagogue or whatever. Um, they have the right to do what they're doing, mm-hmm. and if we're not the ones to defend that, who will defend us? Precisely. You see, you see what I'm saying? You got to hold the line early. Otherwise, 100%, it, you're, dude. you're in trouble. You're 100%, a step behind. Yeah. Right? Uh, let's move on to the next topic. Slide four, Virginia Values Act, which this gets into this. You know, so you looked at the at the title of the podcast. We really are kind of talking about the religious ground. Kind of all over right? the place. But. But, but the common theme on this is is the religious ground, especially these last couple. And this Virginia Values Act, it got brought up last week i thought you know what we need to cover this a little bit more we need to take a look at this because virginia has kind of been a hotbed of this type of action going down and guess what it starts in virginia and starts in california and starts to spread we have to stop it now and we've got to know about it before we can even stop it so this act relates to any public organization any public organization with more than five employees 
creates a protected class out of LGBTQ individuals. This means that in discrimination lawsuits, they can be carried out with no limitations. Now, you'll notice the title on the CBN article, a little, <laughs> little inflammatory, but it, it does make a point, right? And it is true. You have, now, yeah. have now inserted yourself into a religious organization on who they can hire. And, exactly. You know? First off, kudos to CBN. I know what you're trying to do. I get it. <laughs> right? Good person to make titles. I get that. It's, it's to, it's to you what? You got to catch you eyes. Got to catch <laughs> eyes. That's, that's pretty slick, right? Uh, again, um, this comes down to that whole Hobby Lobby thing. You cannot violate my conscience. When government starts to go against your conscience, they have crossed their own bounds. They're supposed to protect your freedom of conscience, mm -hmm. as long as your conscience doesn't violate the rights of others. What do I mean by that? If your conscience says, I can go murder someone, no, that's not a conscience, you're demonic, okay? So now it's it's up to the government to prosecute that. That's their job, is to prosecute, punish evildoers, right? They're nowhere, nowhere, nowhere in any constitutional law, history and now, even the 14th Amendment, these people take this crap out of context. Yep. Does it say that government could come in and violate a business's conscience? Can't do That's that. That's exactly Especially what they're doing. Especially a religious conscience. And if you go back to the Keith Oberman article, that's where this heads is once you've established in law how you're supposed to think and believe, then the force of government can come against you and try to rectify that problem because it's no longer a difference of opinion. It's a matter of law. And what's going to happen in this, and we've seen it. We saw it in Colorado with the cake baking. We saw it in Arizona with the photographers. We're seeing it with photographers in Virginia. You are now being told what you're allowed to think in your conscience in how you conduct business. Now, the, the Joe Jorgensen, the libertarian candidate, yeah. she had this discussion with um, some BLM activists, and they were talking about segregation and all that. She said, yeah, but the thing is, segregation, the bus boycott, all of that, that was government enforced. Those were laws that enforced Ooh, that. that see, yes, Which, go with that. And and I've made. I was sitting with a buddy who was black a long time ago, and I made that argument. I said, "Look, segregation, all of that, it's enforced by law. That's law that's enforcing that." I said, "I would much rather have a business that says, no, 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 we don't want black people.' You want to know why? Because I'll open up a business next to them and say, I want everybody.'" Guess who's going to go out of business? Yeah, you mean, have to have the society and the culture change. Yeah, the government can't change your heart for you. Yeah, like, you know, it's funny, man. Uh, you know, I, I have uh, kind of tossed up on this whole, you know, thing because, like, I don't mind, you know, when people don't want to. Obviously, if you don't want to hire someone, yeah, it doesn't matter why you don't hire them. You yeah. know, it's 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 it really doesn't because it's like, well, if they're black. Well, your business won't last long, dude. No. That's the free market. People will find out, and they won't. It won't last long. So yeah, you're a jerk, and you're 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 really crappy for not hiring someone if they're black or yeah. if they're a woman or what all these things, because that's just a crappy way to do business. Number one, but two, that's a terrible human, right? Yeah. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't discriminate. That's that's scriptural. Here's the other side. It's like, why wouldn't you want to service a gay person? If a person wanted a cake, I would be preaching to them all day long because I have a Christian business. Yeah. Oh, cool, you're getting married. Who's your pastor? What do you do? You know what I mean? Yeah, like Jesus yeah. Christ, you know he could redeem your sin. Just doing that alone will drive them out yeah. if they don't want to change, or you can get them saved. And I, I will never tell that that person baking the cake that they need to violate their conscience and never. conviction in celebrating something they don't want to celebrate. And, and the the old tired argument of of Muslims, like you wouldn't expect a Muslim to do that, or or a Jew to do that, right? So so why are we trying to enforce? 
conviction on people who have deeply held religious beliefs. Dude, I mean, it, listen, Paul Garner just said this. He's right. Discrimination is a right of private property. Totally true. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. I, if he wants to do that, that's his property. That's mm-hmm. He has the right to do that. He's a jerk or she, but that's, that's, their, that's right. their right. You know, they, they can do it. Now, this is where people go, well, you didn't believe in what they did in the 60s. I didn't want government to come in and tell businesses what to do. Now, here's where we're going to catch flag. Oh, so you're saying they should have been racist. Listen, dude, I know racism, okay? I've had it done against me, right? But if a person wants to turn me away from their business, guess what? I'm Like you said, I'm going to go open one. Yeah. I don't think government should do it. I think the free market should do it, and, and they would have won. There's a, a perfect example. Oh, boy, this was in Australia, I believe. There was a cafe slash bakery that they had decided they were going to charge men uh, you know, the difference in the wage gap, quote unquote. So they were going to charge me, I don't know, like 20% more, 15% more. Guess what? They closed in a couple of months. Why? Because they were discriminating. People were like, I don't want to be a part of that. There are some people who are like, yeah, totally. But that didn't last. There's been businesses that we're not going to do Trump supporters. Get out if you're a Trump supporter. They don't last. Businesses that try to discriminate actively don't end up lasting they very long. They don't. And, and people who try to actively discriminate don't last very long in the society. See, and then it also look what happened when we had government involvement in trying to make a business do something. Look what's been happening. Look what's been happening. Now they're saying because we did that law in the 60s, guess what? Now you have to hire people that you don't want yeah. in your company. Yeah. So you see what happens? Because who's determining what morality is right now? They are. They're the ones actively doing it. They're the ones determining what morality is. And that's dangerous to do because they're just men. They're just mere people, right? They don't understand their own human condition. And, dude, it's terrible. So who's determining law and what? Now we're violating conscience here. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And and the discussion, and I really looked for the discussion in terms of churches and marriage. Um, and that discussion wasn't really had in anything that I could find in terms of this. Uh, this talked more about, like, religious organizations hiring and and whether or not they could hire somebody but you are going to see if if that takes root marriage will be next we we've been calling out what's going to be next and man conservatives have been right time after time after time this will happen so one of the things that churches need to do right now is ensure that in their bylaws and their statements of faith that they have marriage clearly defined as how they're going to approach it because you've got a little more legal precedent, you've got a little more strength behind you if it's in your bylaws of how you are as an organization. Now, will they try to to squash that defense? Yes, but at least you have something there. If you have nothing in your bylaws, you don't have any statements of faith on that on that uh, position or issue, you're going to get forced. Because guess what? You're considered a public organization doing a public service. And this is setting that precedent of if you're a public organization doing a public service, you cannot discriminate in any way, especially now against LGBTQ. It's It's common. So let me ask you this. Why is it that they can come and discriminate against us? Mm -hmm. So so here's what happened. We get involved with these laws, and then all of a sudden now, and this was targeted, dude. They went to that Christian bakery knowing. Oh, yeah. They they, knew exactly what, so they were going to instigate, right? Why would you do that? If you were the one saying Trump is so bad because he instigates, why would you do it? Right? And that's exactly what's been happening now. And, you know, nobody calls out the LGBTQ on this stuff. That Listen, 
<laughs> this is gonna sound so crazy. So what I'm talking about, where I'm more liberty minded than most, right? I don't care what you do in the personal privacy of your own home. As a citizen, don't care. It's up to you. Don't care what you do in your business, yep. whatever, because people are going to support it, right? You're going to have people that support you no matter what. As a Christian, I care. Yes, I do care about your soul and what you do. But I don't care if you want to marry some. Or, I'm sorry, forget that. I do care if you want to marry someone of your own sex because marriage doesn't belong to you. Through the church. Through the church. But I don't care if you want to be with someone of their That's yeah. You look, want tax benefits because bro, other people get it. Look, look. I, not not my business as a christian it is my business and then i'll talk to you about jesus and i'll invite you over to my house and we'll show you christian love and empathy but when it comes to like personal liberty i can't yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna stop and most people want to be left alone this is all agenda driven dude yeah. it's all agenda driven most people and i'm saying people not just lgbtq but just leave me alone leave me alone that's all yep. they want and and private property you got brought up by Paul. I think what I'll do this Thursday, guys, is I will talk about the sacred nature of private property. Private property is actually scriptural and, and it'll be a little bit longer late night live. But what I'll do is I'll talk about the sacred nature of private property and why this movement against it is honestly at the risk of sounding you know, eccentric. It's satanic. It's it's a move to remove something that is is God given. Um, so be sure to tune in on Thursday because I think you're really going to find a lot of information that you didn't realize about this whole struggle of private property and what it means to be able to own your own. Uh, that being said, there's one, there's one comment I want to read. Sure. Racism was so entrenched in our culture before civil rights movement uh, that it would not have worked to have businesses go under if they didn't cater to the black people. We needed that movement in our face to first establish the change. Now we have the luxury of choosing between businesses. Kind of agree, kind of don't. And I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, hear me out here. I'm not putting you on, the, on blast here, Carol. I'm just going to disagree in some sense with you that racism exists. But you know what changes it? The Christian. Love. That's what changes it. Not laws. Laws don't change anything. Laws force you to change. And people hate you even more. And you know what? All racism has done in a lot of ways has gone underground. And even at the founding, we saw laws that enshrined slavery, which made it more difficult to get rid of yeah, slavery. And and right. most of these governors in these states wanted racism. It wasn't the, the people, I believe, themselves. There were tons of white people that were totally yeah. opposed to racism because they were raised right by good Christian people. And there was Christians that raised their kids that were racist, right? I'm not ignorant to that. Guys, listen, I'm not ignorant to racism. It's happened to me, okay, many times. I'm not saying that I'm, that I'm ignorant to it. What I'm saying is the free the people will sort this out. Mm -hmm. Why did we start off on the basis of liberty when we were under tyranny of another country where liberty was liberty? There was no government involvement in that kind of stuff. We let the states do what they wanted to under the 10th Amendment, right, as long as it followed the federal law. But federal constitution, I should say, not the federal law, federal constitution and the federal Bill of Rights, right, which is the Bill of Rights of most state constitutions anyway. Why did we start off the way knowing we just fended off a, a, a tyrannical government, a large, a huge tyrannical government, okay? Because they knew that man don't change. This isn't new. There was racism going on then too, right? And so I don't necessarily believe that we needed a movement to get government involved to stop racism. Guys, government itself has done more to promote racism. Because racism was already enshrined in the government. And it was already enshrined in the law and the system and the structure. Right? I, yeah. And, and so. I agree, Carol. I agree. She's right. 
Um, she says Christians are able to make the change, but most churches, but most of the church doesn't take a lead. Yeah, I, I, I agree I, with that. I, I can agree. I can agree with that. And and I think the greatest struggle I have is I don't want to keep saying the church isn't doing its job. <clears throat> and here's the reason, because like, um, I can't get them to do anything if I don't get them to listen. Yeah. They have to listen somehow, right? A lot of the church wasn't behind the revolution either, but God delivered the hand of the oppressor into the hand of of himself and under his people. A lot of the church was against it too. They were for the crown because of Romans 13. This, You see what I'm saying? Nothing new under the sun. And it's like, I understand the church isn't in a lot of ways isn't taking a lead, but a lot of the church is taking a lead too. Yeah. There's churches waking up right now in droves because of what's been happening just to MacArthur alone, how much of an influence he has over the church itself. So there are churches that are standing up. Um, do I believe it's the majority? Yeah, we stayed silent. We did. No, no, no question. Can't disagree with you there. Uh, but how am I going to get them to listen if I just keep berating them? You know what I mean? Like, I, and I'm not saying you are Carol. I'm not saying you're berating. No, no I'm, I'm saying I'm that. Glad she brought this go ahead. up. Go ahead. Uh, my, my direction on it is, so you, what is government there for? Government is there to protect rights, correct? So once we move beyond just protecting rights, then we're moving into, I don't want to use the term legislative morality because morality has to be legislated in some way. It is immoral to kill somebody and therefore legislation should uphold that. Why? Because you are protecting somebody's rights. I think when you get into the idea of discrimination, you don't have a right to somebody else's property. You don't. So we're, once you start legislating that, you're trying to legislate your sense of morality onto somebody yeah, else. Yeah. And so it it makes me very nervous once government starts getting involved in that process yeah. of, well, we want to stop discrimination because the culture is racist. So therefore, we're going to start instituting laws. Where does that stop? Because all of a sudden now you're instituting your own moral system as opposed to just defending rights right right because i mean what what happened even during a paul don't hate me i'm just going here <laughs> for the sake of what people know i know we've read the real lincoln together i'm not championing this okay but even the emancipation proclamation was just to emancipate right to give it, people back their rights it, exactly now there was the the 14th amendment all these things but what i'm saying is he referenced one thing that martin luther king referenced we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are created equal. Hold true to the paper. You don't need an extra law. Just hold yeah. true to what the paper says. You don't need a law. Just and let me go. Let me be me. Yeah. You don't need a law for that. And it's that already was, in there. That was Frederick Douglass's argument, too. Frederick uh, Douglass was like, I love the Constitution. I love the Declaration of Independence. I love this, what you vision. Now actually hold yourselves to it. Now actually in, in, in uphold it, right? He saw that it wasn't being upheld the way it was supposed to or the fulfillment of it. That, I I believe, should be where we're trying to move as a society of upholding yeah, this. Yeah, know? yeah, and, 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 you know, gosh, Carol, you're really bringing up some really good points. And Paul even said the colonists were slaves to the British crown. Like, this was legit where, where they were being destroyed in their own homes, man. Mm -hmm. That they were being taxed for no stinking reason. They couldn't even do anything. They literally were fighting a guy who was, what, 2,000, 3,000 miles away across the sea. Right? There was nothing they could do, but they stood. And even through all of that, they wanted liberty and liberty alone. And you know what their whole premise was? Leave me alone. Now, did they develop a perfect system? To, to modern times, yes, in a lot of ways. Like, they were more free than we are now. That's for yeah, darn sure, yeah. right? But even then, like we were talking about earlier, the Federalist Papers, the Anti-Federalist Papers, right? Paul, Paul brought that up on one of his posts. 
And I, geez, we should just have Paul here. Paul's really good because he, he challenges. He doesn't challenge me. He really pushed me to think deeper. Um, so there was a lot of Federalist sentiment at the time. Like, we need more government. We need a strong central bank. We need all these things. No, like, how about we just be free, right? Now, government is necessary. The Bible talks about it. And here's what Carol said. Uh, how many Christians are radical for Christ? Because until we become radical, the majority isn't going to change. You know, and what? who determines radical? Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know where that line is. Here's what I know. I love my Christ. And I realized something today, Carol, and, and anybody watching. There are worshipers, which we should all worship, but I believe I'm called to war. I really am. I believe I think differently than some people do. And, and you think differently than some people do. I'm not always, uh, I don't always need to worship to hear the voice of God. My worship isn't what I do for him. And so I, I, I got some clarity today that I was really asking the Lord for some understanding on. And I really felt him tell me that, like, you're called to war. That's, that's you're a warrior to the core. Like, I, I, that's what I feel I'm called. I've always been called to that. It's a little different now because I have a lot more empathy and love in my heart, which I needed because I was all about war and winning and the opposition but now it's like you know what i care about their soul yeah. right so i'm just as radical as i was when i first got saved and i was pretty radical right but i'm radical with temperance and and there's this radicalness in my heart that you know a soft answer turns away wrath too that's still that's still scripture i don't always need a hard word for people right or the church if they're not doing it well then let me go love that bro so i can tell him look dude you're missing it here yeah. you know what i mean don't cave to a federal government don't cave to a government you know what's funny the churches have learned to they have, they've learned to operate under an oppressive spirit. They've learned to be a church Ooh. under oppression, and they've conformed to it. Yeah, that's good. And that's and, what's been happening. And I think I think your your battle tactics have just changed and morphed and adapted, right? So so your tactics don't necessarily you don't see them in a as fleshly senses probably. You know, I know I've grown in the same way of like. How do you fight this on a spiritual level? And, and I would say, you know, as, as far as the church and the hearts of the church, like we have to remember that Western civilization is the only civilization that actively moved to abolish slavery. They were the Amen. only ones in, in history who actively moved and pressed and pushed to abolish slavery. Why was that? Because Christianity was the foundation of Western ah, civilization, dude. right? Well, yeah. more modern Western yeah. civilization, no, no. right? The, the, the Greeks were... were more of the base but this idea of of god image was what created the whole movement towards wait a second everybody's creating god's image so totally. how can i enslave somebody else so the the church in different ways has made their movement forward amen dude we and i think everybody can agree there's there's problems with the american church but one of the things that i love is the american church is still there amen we, dude we just have to if if we see them lackadaisical it's we it, got to push them forward i was gonna yeah. say and it's our job then to make us uh, here it's not my job it's christ's job it's the holy spirit's job right but somebody's got to be is, a vessel no, yeah what it. does the word say right that by your good works you you'll put the sound signals of foolish men that's first peter two fifteen, yeah. right that my doing will put them in silence that my doing will cause them to have courage. My loving one another will cause them to show that I have the love of Christ. I agree with you, uh, Carol. It's radical love in every way that Jesus modeled. Amen. Amen. That's Absolutely. exactly right. So even if that means that if I'm in a public meeting where I'm talking about politics and I feel the Lord impressed me to go heal somebody that's in a wheelchair, that I'm supposed to go lay hands on them, then I'm going to go do that. And it's happened before. Where we've laid hands on people in the middle of a, a political kind of talk. I don't mm -hmm. care where we're at. 
because Christ can be in the in the in the in the marketplace. He can be in government. He can be in the church. He can be in our homes. He can be everywhere. And until we learn that, because we've learned to compartmentalize. When I'm saying we've learned the oppressive spirit, we've learned to comp compartmentalize who Christ is. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter where you're at. You're, you're Jesus. Don't tell me that I can't talk about Christ in politics. That's the lie. Yeah. I'm a Christian first. I'm not Massey Compost. I'm a I'm a Christ follower. Everywhere I go, I'm a Christian. It doesn't matter if I'm the president or in Congress or Senate. It doesn't matter if I'm in a store. Matter if I own a business. Doesn't matter. I don't put on that hat because I go to church. I don't put on. It's every single hour of the day. When I go home, I'm a priest to my kids. I lead them in the ways of the Lord. That's my duty, right? And I think we've learned that because we've been hearing this either A, separation of church and state, or B, you got to be careful how you talk about Christ and politics, or C, we just need to learn a better way to speak to them or this and that. No, listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you to the truth. It doesn't matter who you are. As a matter of fact, Andrew Jackson was going to church services with normal people. I believe it was him or another president. I'll look it up next week. But he basically said, a preacher came up and reproved him, and he said, basically, you better hold fast to the Lord. I'll find the story. It's really good. Andrew Jackson said, if I had 100 of those men, we could change the nation. So when you have men that they're unselfish with themselves, knowing that they can get in trouble, but say, you know what? I'm going to stand in the name of the Lord. That's when you'll have a society. Christ was like that. He didn't care if he was in front of the councils or in front of Pontius Pilate. Paul didn't care if he was in front of the councils, his disciples, the churches, or Herod. He didn't care. John the Baptist did not care if he was in front of the council or the synagogues or the people. He was the same dude, right? And that's how Christ modeled love. It was everywhere. Christ was the same Christ at a wedding as he was on the cross. Amen. Same, same Christ. He did not change. He didn't change when Peter denied him three times. He was still the Christ that loved him. He still loved him to the truth. He was the same Christ that saw Peter heal. Same Christ. Right. I think that's radical. Absolutely. If you can be the same person everywhere you go, not to win an argument, to win the soul. And, and I want to put that in a, a specific physical example, because I think it's important for us to really think about that, because you are you are so on on that. <sighs> I hope think, that made sense. Think, well, it, it perfectly does, because so uh, two facets. First, when you start to take the weight of being a Christian seriously and the responsibility and in, in your testimony, your image as a bearer of Christ, you act and conduct yourself differently knowing the witness that you're leaving on non-believers as well as believers, right? So there are things I will not do anymore, things I won't say anymore. Why? Because you can't touch testimony anymore. of Christ. Come on, I dude. I need to show Christ inside and out at home and out in the world. And the, the, you see people who lived a double life, and the double life comes out into public, and it destroys them, right? And, and we're always trying to improve. We all have our stumbles. We all have our faults, right? So I'm, I'm not saying be perfect, but no, no, not understand at all. the weight of that. Can I, can, can, I, can, I tell, can I tell you guys a flaw today? I'm just going to be open here. We got we're just a little over time. That's fine. People are watching. Carol, you're right. I, I just, I, I really got angry at my son today and I repented for it. I went to him and I told him, I'm sorry, buddy. I just, I lost, I lost my temper. There's no excuse. You know how people say, I'm just really tired. I'm just this. No, I had no excuse for that. I thought he heard me, but he didn't, you know, and, 
it bothered me that he he it, there was a couple things happening and it just caught up to yeah. me and i said look i told you twice yesterday and you didn't do it i'm telling you now and he started crying and so i go to the store my wife and i are not talking she's mad at me for it which is totally true she should be uh and you know we didn't talk and you know or anything like that and i'm like look i i gotta be tough on them because you know the world doesn't give them any leeway you know they gotta be men they, i mean they're, they're t i was working at seven okay i was in bean fields in the summers at seven so you know i'm i'm all about you know the the hard word and you know the truth and you know teaching my boys to be good men and you know learn how to take care of the home i mean to me they should be able to balance a checkbook at five right that's how i think but i go home and i'm thinking to myself what did that create mm -hmm. all i created was chaos in his heart and i looked at him like you really didn't hear me did you he goes no dad i didn't so i gave him the biggest hug and i said man i'm so sorry dude that there's no excuse why i did that son i'm really sorry i shouldn't have done that he gave me the biggest hub. He said, it's okay, Dad. I understand. But I think that taught him more about radical love than anything. Because it's like, if I can't go to him and say, look, buddy, I screwed up here. You know, I'm your dad. And if I don't teach him how to ask for forgiveness, he won't ever do it with me. Because it's not receptive, right? Yeah. I have this thing, you know, sometimes I just get really short-fused. And, and it's because I want things a certain way, right? <laughs> like, I want my house to always be clean. I want all these things. But these are flaws that we carry. And if I can't show the love of God to my son, where my love is, <laughs> I'm trying to follow this dude up here, the, the Christ, the God of heaven, I failed. That's not what God would have done. That's no. not what Jesus would have done, okay? Then he sees, oh, what would have Jesus, and we talked about it, what would Jesus have done? He would have gave me grace. He would have understood. Exactly. He would have gave me grace, and he did. And so, you know, I'm just encouraging you guys real Oh, thanks, Carol. I'll start crying. Um, you know, you, I, I think the hardest thing about parenting is you think you're, you're asking the Lord to get it right, you know, and sometimes you feel like you fail every day, you know, like I don't spend enough time with them because I'm doing all these other things because I need to, right? Or, or you know, I want to do that yard project to make the house look good, but man, if I, what about that two hours I could spend with them? So then the project doesn't get done, so then I'm mad the next day because that project didn't get done and all these things, right? And it's like, you know, you just got to listen to the Lord. And I wasn't listening to the Lord on that one. And I appreciate that, Carol. I, I, I hope we modeled Christ for him. Um, but it's why I said all that. It's because radical love really shows you one thing, that you're flawed. <laughs> yeah. So I have compassion on those who are. I, I have compassion on those who are sinful. Because, yeah. dude, you know when people say they have a criticism against me? I'm like, you know what? You should. Because outside of Christ, I'm the worst person in the world. I'm, man, I was, dude, I shouldn't be offended when people have a criticism against me. I should be like, bro, you know, I got a ton of criticism on myself, actually. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying they should do that. And you should accept it. Don't take their condemnation. Yeah. Please don't. If someone has a conviction or a, 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 a accusation against you, don't take on their condemnation. Feel pity for them and pray for them. Yeah. It, I was actually having that conversation with a friend the other night. We were talking about, man, who would I be if I didn't have Christ? <laughs> bro, it, seriously, it's man. It's just a nasty, nasty mess. And it would have gotten seriously, worse year by dude. year. And the the physical example, like, there was an amazing family example of, like, radical love. And I want you guys to extrapolate that out to how do you show radical love to people who are against you? You know, if, if you're going to go towards, like, the BLM protests yeah. or whatever, like, conservatives want to put their fists up and they want to fight back. I have that. In, I'm, I enjoy the idea of a fight. Oh, come on. We do. Right? Like, let's just like, get her into it. I There was a reason <laughs> I enjoyed playing hockey. Man, I was a goalie, and I was still going after people. I, would, I was coming out of the crease in order to go after people because it was fun to me. 
I was a linebacker in football. Why? Because it was fun to nail somebody. And one of the things that the Lord is teaching me in terms of radical love is you can't fight physical. Because I see stuff like Antifa, you know what my immediate reaction is? Crush them. Right. Crush them. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's fight. Man, how many of you guys feel that way? Put right? out. Put, I, I'm with you. Yeah, like, but, I think we all kind of feel that. Like, don't destroy things. Go ahead. Sorry. But Well, exactly. And, and I do believe there is a, re, a responsibility to defend, right? But... The Christian also says, no, there's a soul there, too. Gosh, dude, that's and, a tough part. And you, you have a much harder time representing Christ if you go in with your fists up. Yep. yep. And, and so radical love is willing to hug the enemy and love the enemy, which, hey, somebody really important in the whole world of Christianity said, love your enemy. <laughs> he'd even prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies which means you'll have respect for them matter mm -hmm. of fact if you read deuteronomy 8 it was talking about when they went to take the land it said when i was i was reading about i'm sorry it was joshua too rahab you know when the, the spies yeah. went and stayed at rahab's she said something very crazy she said this she said we've heard about what your god had done to the egyptians we heard about what it did to the other kings at the land you guys just took we're freaking out here, okay? So whatever you guys are going to do, do it, but please spare me <laughs> and my house. <laughs> she went Look, to her enemies. Dude, no, she said right away, we saw what God did. Yeah, That's exactly what your enemy should say. Even if they're against you, even if they're sinful. I'm not saying Rahab Ooh, was against them. So good. But they should be able to say, we've seen that's what your God so has done. Good. We've seen the kingdom of God in action. And, dude, I'm excited to say we're walking in it right now, especially mm -hmm. at the church and all these other things. We're here to establish the kingdom of God, man. Yeah. What that looks like in politics is liberty. Real, true liberty. No government. Unless, you know what I mean by that. <laughs> we're government encroachment, just consistent. I'm talking about liberty, dude, where we walk in freedom. And that's all I want, right? The yeah. soul. That's all we're after. Yeah. So we're long on time. We did not get to that judge ACB. I, I think that was really important of what we covered. Um, be sure to comment. Be sure to share. Let us know how you feel. Carol, thank you so much for interacting Paul with us. Too. Paul, Paul, thank you for interacting. Andrea, uh, yep. Gloria Tucker, yep. all these guys. Hey, by the way, ACB, there's only one thing we'll say about her. She's not perfect, but she's worth it. She, uh, we, we stand on the position of her record. It'll speak it, for itself. It, it speaks for itself. Yeah. If you go through it, and honestly, if you guys want, I can post her record. You should. Um, and my notes on her record, and so that way you've got an idea of her policies. But what we see is, look, she's not perfect, but she she tries to stick to the Constitution and the procedure of the Constitution, and and I love her conviction of her faith. Um, so that being said, make your own judgments. I'll post my notes. I can post some of my sources. Anyways, guys, be sure to check out our store. 1776truth.store. This helps support us do what we need to do. Come We're going to be kicking up speaking engagements, right? We're getting back We're getting into back that into stuff. The, swing, man. the podcast is growing. Seriously. We alternate platforms. Get on Parlor. Get on BitChute. I can post a list of all the stuff that are alternate platforms. They need your support. They need your membership. If you're sick of what YouTube's doing, Facebook's doing, Twitter's doing, Get off of those. Well, not necessarily get off of them, but start investing yourself in the alternate tech platforms. Truth. Support what you believe in. Other than that, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be doing Thursday night. I'm going to cover private property. I think you guys are really going to appreciate what I end up talking about in terms of private property. Oh, by the way, October 29th, 
Yes. Right, girl? The, yes. October 29th, we have our first online conference. It's called the Live Liberated Conference. We're going to be doing these every other month. And Paul has been so gracious to help me kind of formulate what I'm going to be talking about. Uh, Paul and I are, and you, we all share the same interests of liberty. We're very big on that. The founder's intent of liberty. Now, this question that we're posing is this, and we're getting deeper in the issues than I normally cover is, can liberty still be fought for and enacted today? Can we still have liberty? Yes. But how, right? And so we're going to be talking about that in this first conference, and it's only 20 bucks. If you guys go on 1776truth.store, you guys can sign up. Um, we're only trying to do small numbers right now. We only got a couple spots left uh, just to kind of test it, see, because electronics are funny. We just don't want to go too, too nuts and have... 200 people sign up so we only put it out there but there's only a couple more spots left please get signed up uh beforehand it's 20 bucks right but it helps us right number one continue the the, the group paul signed up for it so we're we'll talking about can liberty exist still today yes it can how that's the question we'll be answering on that conference and then yep. he'll be doing his own conferences at the same time we're calling these live liberated conferences and they're all online so you don't have to come to an event or you don't have to waste any gas you guys can just sit down learn write things down and put that to practice in your local area. So go ahead. Yeah. So check all that stuff out. Press the share button. Be sure to subscribe. We love you guys so much. Thanks again. Have a great night. Love you.